0: in today's video we'll take a look at release planning more specifically sprint planning right here i can see i've got my pet robot project and this is just my product it's not set for a schedule yet it just includes all of my items that could be updates to my pet robot beneath my product we could go and add versions so this is suggesting version 1.0 Maybe we're already on version 2.2 that we want to go and push out. And we'll allow me to have a start date and due date. And we'll set to have this release maybe just on May 1st. From the product backlog, we can just go and grab any items that we'd wanna be included in this release. Perhaps just everything that is a medium and above priority. So we'll just click a uh, Shift, select, and highlight any items and drag them to our 2.2 release. And now all of my items are in my version 2.2 release backlog. We'll actually be developing each item in a sprint rather than tackling the entire release backlog. We'll discuss in this video some things you might be doing in a sprint planning session. In this meeting, you'd wanna have your product owner who represents your end users and can guide the direction of the product and the scrum team that would actually be developing the product. The product owner would select which user stories are the highest priority and are the must haves. And the Scrum team and product owner would discuss any concerns they would have and how much work the team can realistically tackle for each sprint. So let's go and we'll add a sprint under version 2.2. Just call it sprint one and set its due date two weeks after the start date. For each individual item, before it's actually placed in the sprint, you'll want to make sure that it's clearly defined for the developer and that it's given a rough estimate for how long it should take to complete. So let's take this item right here, click E to edit, and we'll add some acceptance criteria in the description field. This ensures that the product owner can define everything that they require for the user story to consider it complete. This also gives a chance for the Scrum team to discuss with the product owner any impediments or issues there may be regarding implementing this user story. It's also a good time now that the team can see all the acceptance criteria and everything that's required in order to accurately estimate how much time this item would take to complete. For this, they can use the original and remaining estimate fields. The remaining estimate is actually the more important of the two because it's used for building the burndown chart and for viewing progress of the items. The original estimate would be the same as the remaining estimate if you haven't begun working on this item and can be helpful later in sprint retrospective meetings, but it's not used for any calculations or charts, whereas the remaining estimate is. So you'd always wanna make sure that you have a value entered for the remaining estimate field. Now, since we've added our acceptance criteria in the description and added our time estimates, we can drag this item to our new sprint. This is also a great time if you would ever need to break down a user story to a number of sub-items. You can right-click and select Add Sub-Item. Or you can select the item and use the keyboard shortcut NS to add a new sub-item. Or if you'd want to take another item and make it a child of another item, just select the child item. And drag to the new parent. From the parent item, you'd be able to see any child items, and you'd be able to see any time estimates rolled up in the parent item. It's helpful to either always estimate the time along with child items or along with the parent. This way, you can avoid miscalculations by accounting twice for work. Any way you would be estimating items, you should always be able to see the total work remaining in the parent item and it should be an accurate representation of all the work that needs to get done. And now select this item, it'll highlight all the child items and drag into the new sprint. You'll wanna decide as a team how much work would be achievable in this sprint. You should be able to get a good idea of how many hours you'd be able to work based on the number of team members and other factors like holidays or anything else that may need to be taken into effect let's say that 100 hours is a good starting point. And now I can start dragging items to my new sprint until I reach 100 hours. Now in the sprint, at the bottom, I'll be able to see how many hours remaining. And when I click on the burndown chart, I will see a data point for today showing the 99 hours remaining. Then as I go on and update all of my items using work logs. Each day, I should have less and less work, eventually till it is all completed when I've got zero hours remaining. Now all that remains, if you're the project manager, you can start assigning items to team members. Or if you're a self-organizing team, just have everyone grab items that they want to work on and start building great software. Thanks for listening.